Back at it again in the ball pit, ladies and gentlemen. What the fuck is going on? Hey, hey. All right. Yeah, man, we had a good time last week. We figured we might give this one more shot. We'll see if you guys can stick with us. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so last week we talked a little bit about pain, a little bit about pleasure. Uh, honestly, just mostly the, the, the parts of life that makes us... Uh, Make these weird noises. Makes this experience worth it at the end uh, of it. <laughs> or, oh. Or, uh. <laughs> but we, our conclusion that we came to is that the balls are actually very, very sensitive organs. <laughs> As you've already known most of your life, if you have them they, or dealt with them. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you don't have to have balls to know what they feel like. <laughs> the metaphor of balls is. It's, it's it's pretty deep and it's it goes a lot further than you think and um, balls deep yeah it goes balls deep but honestly they're also they're uh they, you, you feel the most pain and the most pleasure with them you know what I mean and I, <laughs> <laughs> not to get too punny with it but we just kind of thought it was a good analogy for life if nothing else you know yeah seriously you know um one day, uh, one day you got your your balls in somebody's mouth, and it's the best thing that's ever happened. And another day, you got your balls in somebody's hand, and and you fucking feel like a panicked animal. Yeah, man, I really feel like there's actually nothing more primal than balls. It's uh, quite literally, literally the seeds of life. There, you know. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's I, it, it. Sounds like such a dumb fucking metaphor, but like, really, it's. it's I think there's nothing more beautiful than me trying to, you know, spread my seed all over the <laughs> fucking culture of America. So, hopefully you guys like the taste. Not even our seed, just a seed of hope, man. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, you know, just... it doesn't have to necessarily be my seed. You, you might learn to eat your own. <laughs> and that's what I think a big part of what we're trying to send home is that we're not trying to tell you to believe what we believe or do what we do or anything like that, but it's just trying to teach you to fucking, or at least tell you that we think for ourselves... Everybody gets off in their own way, man. You know yeah, what I mean? For real. I, I love my balls being played with. <laughs> I know people who... And I love my balls getting punched. Right? That's what I'm saying. Like a little people who like it a little bit rougher than me. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just... So, which leads us to our next segment, Kicking the Balls. Every week we're going to tell you about something that, uh, that kind of fucking sucks for us this week. I think that everybody has something that sucks every week, uh, if yeah. not multiple things. Sometimes it's a real fucking kick in the nuts, sometimes it's a little toe tap, but you know, at the end of the day, shit happens, bro, so let's just talk about it. You had a lot of worse shit that happened to me this week, um, I mean, so if you want to go into that, dude. Yeah, man, let's get intimate. I mean, nothing <laughs> is more intimate than pain, right? And I find sometimes that pain and pleasurable are kind of inseparable. So, um, let me tell you about the shitty thing that happened to me today. <laughs> Slams beer. Slams beer. <laughs> so, so in some weird way, it makes me feel better about myself to take frustrations out onto others, you know what I mean? But, um, you know, everything everybody's had to do fucking... Uh, maintenance on their vehicle i just had to spend 1600 bucks on my fucking van today he's a and, van man yeah i'm a van man i like <laughs> to put as many bodies in there as possible <laughs> hey, it's a lot easier if you chop get them first, a little right? sweaty and the, the van or the people <laughs> get a little bit of both i guess at this point with the way they're fucking you. i like to look like a stylish murderer <laughs> but yeah man and fucking they didn't even fix the goddamn problem Dude, yeah. How much did you dump into it? 
sixteen hundred bucks, man. So it's like not not only that, like I feel like the van's probably only worth three thousand dollars. <laughs> so you just dumped fifty percent. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I could probably get four if I'm lucky. You know what I mean? It's a very sick ass van. It's the, a cool van. The interior is awesome. You know what I'm saying? It's perfect for doing keep ups. Oh yeah, it's great for parties. Trust me. You know what I mean? I love taking the thing on the road. That's one of the reason I want to keep it so bad is because I'll take it to tattoo conventions and we'll fucking literally put so many dudes in that thing that <laughs> stinks you know what I'm saying like they, yeah, dude, we're having lots of soup kitchens dirty mic in the for sure if, if it wasn't so much like weed and coke smell in there you probably <laughs> you know what I mean you wouldn't be able to stand it but also great for transporting children <laughs> separately oh yes I also <laughs> use it with my children on a daily basis too without the coke and the weed you know <laughs> but anyways I obviously have a big attachment to this thing so I'm willing to put some money into it um, and I think that maybe that was even the most hurtful part is like all I really wanted back was my van I'm, I'm willing to give it to it you know what I mean but I think what also sucks too is like you had this fucking road trip planned and the van was a big part of it now you're like options are limited as to exactly what the fuck you're gonna do on the trip I think so what, I think I might take the van anyways man I've uh, I've driven enough shitty cars to know how to drive with it Overheated vehicle. Just risk it for the Just biscuit, take dude. a lot of water and leave really early in the day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fuck, dude. Yeah, I guess we'll see what happens. I might have a bigger kick of the balls tomorrow, but unless it'll be something y- y'all will know next week. <laughs> $1,600 is a pretty big fucking kick in the balls for the week. Uh, mine, not so rough. Actually, a pretty good week for me. Um, and I'm, I'm a relatively pessimistic dude, so for me to say that, it's... Um, it's pretty fucking... It's pretty important to me. He usually has something to cry about. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I think really the hardest part of my week is... Um, my chick's got her fucking wisdom tooth coming in, I think. We think that's what it is. And she's just been... Uh, Girlfriend's pain is your pain. Grumpy. And, and, and it, you know, honestly, like, seeing her in pain puts me in pain. And also, she doesn't handle pain very well. And so, you know, it's it's normal things where I'm like, hey, you want to do this? And I just get up fucking snap back fucking bite to the fucking neck chomp fucking murders dog shit dick in the dirt fucking ending to it uh, when I'm just trying to be nice um, you never can be nice to the girlfriend man it always turns out you're the bad guy you know what I mean it doesn't matter how nice you actually are you're gonna be the bad guy yeah for sure for sure um, and in, I, in some way I think that we are the causality of our spouse's pain right yeah for sure I mean I, I definitely know like a big part of our issues has been a, a my fault and me just being dumb and beer's fault <laughs> and, then the, and then the toothache on top of that doesn't like get to like help out with that yeah you know? I'm probably not nearly as helpful in my own brain as I think I am anyways <laughs> I'm sure I'm like Mr. Rogers meanwhile I'm just kind of like you need a hand like it's not very nice I'm, I'm sure it's like what, what you want baby but it's yeah, it's yeah, it's whatever I guess nobody likes to deal with that you know, I think I think that uh, we all know that anytime that your uh, significant other is in pain, you're going to be the one that feels it. Yeah. You're going to take the wrath and also you feel bad. I feel fucking bad. It's that that shared pain we get to all, you know, universally collect together, right? Yeah, absolutely, dude. Speaking of, like, shared pain, universally collective pain, everything that's going on this fucking week, man. Oh, my God. I mean, first of all, I think everybody that's had issues with authority and law enforcement and seen the social inequalities in America felt the pain of the George Floyd murder in and of itself. The video is painful to watch. Um, I have not watched it. It's it's pretty fucking tough stuff, man. Um, I, heard it's, I heard it's fake. 
surprise, surprise, the conspiracy <laughs> theory guy is like, hey, it's fake. <laughs> but, you know, I, honestly, it's, it's kind of like I feel ashamed that I haven't watched it. I didn't watch it because I'm trying to protest a video or anything else. You know what I mean? I just, I've been fucking lazy. You know what I mean? I've, had, I've been dealing with my own band problems. I haven't been dealing with the fucking world around me, you know? Yeah, I, I, it's this, um... But I tell you what, I have I have felt the pain. You know what I mean? I think that that's one of the craziest things about this is that it's a it's a uh, it's a pain that we all can feel together. Yeah, um, just the fact that we have militarized police forces the way that they are, and Ugh. and the fact that fucking society is has had this systemic racial issue since you know you know the the, the thing to me is that they called the um, the civil rights movement. It's called a movement because it's still moving. It's still progressing. It's never ending. A movement is something that is is still progressing forward. And so for everybody to be like, oh, we solved this in the 60s. The fuck we didn't. I I, I really feel like that it's a smokescreen, man. Like I said, this is not about conspiracy theory. This is about like, uh, this is is a way to militarize the streets. You know what I mean? Like you said, it is terrifying to see the streets militarized. Why are they militarized again? You know what I mean? Like, it, is it because, like, the, the it riots... It could be, you know, race-baiting to start off a civil war or... It, I feel like they were a little too ready to kind of, like, militarize the streets as if they were kind of... Prepared for waiting it. Waiting for the race wars to start, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then, like, not only that, like, uh, all of the videos of the fucking cops putting the bricks in places. Oh, um, the dudes that are fucking... The, you see the Umbrella Man videos? The dude that's, like, walking up to random people going, Oh, it's gonna get crazy after dark. Oh, yeah, Hey, yeah, it's yeah. gonna get crazy after oh, dark. Yeah, that's our, shit. Our, our homie, our homie was saying the same, same exactly. shit. Yeah, in Austin. He, he literally got to see it firsthand. He said he saw a man, like... In a fucking, uh, basically a Batman belt with a... Utility belt with a gun. With guns on it, you know what I mean? Obvious fucking cop, you know what I'm saying? Like, so you look like an EMT with a gun. If, you, a gun. if you ever, like, had a cop try to sell you drugs, you know what they fucking look you like. You know what a fucking narc is, dude. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? You know like what the a, fucking narc is. An undercover cop is pretty much just a cop with fucking like, Yeah, nice aviator on. glasses to take care you know, and then this guy's out here trying to fucking incite fucking uh, unrest in people, you know what I mean? But to what cause, you know? And, and you I, see these videos of, like, these um, these suspected cops, and you see how, like, efficient they are with, like, breaking out a window, going and doing this, breaking out a window, turning around, going, talking to people, talking to another group of people, talking to another group of people. It's like a, there's a weird efficiency to it. It's it's very obvious that there are fucking plants, whether it's on a on a, a local level with the, the city police, whether it's a state-run state, state run thing, whether it's a federal thing. There or are global, insiders. Global thing is what I'm all thinking. There are people set there to incite fucking violence because they know that they can highlight the most negative aspects of these fucking riots and turn it against all the fence walkers. Go look at these these wild, crazy, rage-filled animals or whatever they're going to call people, and fucking use that to make other people who aren't involved in any of this just see the bad and fucking turn against it automatically. Even though these protests have a valid fucking point. Basically, what you just said is that it's turning everyone against everyone. Yeah. And that what that is is a uh, divide and conquer. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I feel like that there's definitely something going on. Um, one of the things I want to kind of touch on is that this is definitely an expression of pain. You know what I mean? That the riots are an expression of pain. Yeah. My heart like goes out to uh, 
George Floyd, the man killed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Michael Dean, the man killed in our own city. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, to all of the victims, my heart goes out to them. But I think that one thing we have to realize is, are we all victims right now? Are we all being played in some way? You know? And I like to... uh, that, That... that speech that Killer Mike did. I don't know if anybody's had a chance to listen to that, but it was yeah, a yeah. wonderful, wonderful speech. I've seen speech. the highlights of it. I've yeah. seen like uh, probably several different 30-second clips of it. It's it's pretty insightful shit, man. Yeah, and I think that anybody speaking with that much passion, you know what I mean, has a lot to offer the world, you know what I mean? A lot of uh, insight to be able to understand how to deal with your emotion, you know? And uh, one of the things that like it really, really like, an analogy that has really been lingering in my mind is like this is very much the way that like children are you know and um i feel like that a lot of the reaction has been that of a spoiled child you know what i mean like i'm not gonna get my way i'm gonna take what i want you know what i mean and um rather than it being that an adult and saying i'm going to take the control here and do something responsible and productive, you know, and, which is the basically the theme of Killer Mike's speech. Um, yeah, I don't necessarily like completely one hundred percent agree with that, but I don't discredit that in any way, shape, or form. I, I personally like, and what I think we both can also agree on is that the riots aren't a sickness. The looting, even the worst parts of the riots, aren't the sickness. The protest, I should say, the protest and the riots aren't the sickness they're a symptom of the sickness of systemic racism but also they're, that by, they're sickness, a byproduct they're yeah absolutely and i and i absolutely you know 100 you know support the black lives matter movement because there is a reoccurring theme of fucking systemic bullshit fucking racism going on but are they also using that to turn people against people and divert from a bigger issue absolutely. i'm not saying that that isn't an issue by any fucking well, it means. goes back to the whole like uh, everybody posting the black square on instagram Wonderful, wonderful way to. The intention you know, I posted it. It, it was, it was. Uh, uh, there were so many collective people solidarity. doing it. solidarity. It was a it was a solidarity. Lot of solidarity. Solidarity did it. But to what means? It literally blocked out the fucking uh, way for us to review and see things. It literally blocked out our ability. The, the hashtag. I had several people message me say, "Hey," because the first time I posted it, I, I posted it with the hashtag Black Lives Matter, and I had several people message me say, "Hey, this is a lot of people get their information via that hashtag for protests." So what I went, you know, I, I saw that, and I, when I went back and I changed it to Blackout Tuesday or whatever, and still kept the post up and, and, and show of solidarity. But I could also see how that's like a manipulative thing where people can use that to like black out. The fucking feed that people are getting their information for for these important fucking protests. I, I I think that even whenever there are like these evil tools being implemented, that there's still some sort of like gain made by the intention. You know what I mean? Like that the there intention was, was done with still a, enough positive collective thought put out. Right, and then sure. and, and, and you know it may have you might be stepping back a couple of steps, you might be stepping forward a couple. You know what I mean? But the uh, the whole goal is the forward momentum. You know what I mean? Everything that was done with that was still on the ball of going forward in the correct direction. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And uh, so I guess like a good like thing to start talking about this is because we don't want to talk about the riots. We don't want to uh, use the. There's the, a lot more people that know a lot more than we do, and there. And at the end of the day, it's it's an extremely fucking charged. It's definitely a, it's definitely a one sided topic, no matter which way you take it. And yeah. uh, but I think that one of the things we have to realize is that um, 
are we being manipulated? You know what I mean? Are, are we uh, fighting a losing battle this, because we are fighting ourselves? Is this another, yeah, is it, a, is it really another divide and conquer tactic? It, it very well could be. Uh, not to discredit the purpose behind any of the protests, it really could be fucking something more than that. Yeah, I, mean, I think you said it best when you said stop losing a rigged game. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. If you know how to stop, lose a rig, uh, stop losing a rigged game, Stop playing it. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, if you're if you're uh, putting all your money into a fucking slot machine and you're surprised by the fact that it's taking everything you have, the next have, one's gonna be the lucky one. I can feel it. The yeah, next yeah. one's gonna be the lucky one. I can feel it. Just like, fucking leave the goddamn casino. Just get up. Yeah. Go do some fucking coke in your hotel room. It's Vegas, baby. Yeah, exactly. You're missing the fucking party. <laughs> you know, totally. I, I really agree with that wholeheartedly. That maybe maybe there's like another whole part that we are are missing because we're being so distracted by. You know, COVID, the riots, all these like worldly, worldly issues. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, th- there's still a ton of worldly issues out there. Absolutely. That are they're being ignored. There were a ton of them from before that nobody gave a fuck about. That's what they're saying. No, that people care even less about now because we are so obsessed with what's going on. You know? Yeah. So I would like to talk about like maybe how how are we losing this this battle? You know what I mean? How are we being manipulated? You know? And um, I feel like that with any of this, we have to understand that pain and fear are similar. You know what I mean? If yeah, not, you, if... um, you, you're afraid of being in pain. And then, what did I say earlier? So you're, you're you fear in... pain, you're afraid to be in pain. But when you're afraid, you feel pain in and of itself because fear does that to you. It's, it's you know, it's the yin and yang. It's a, it's a different, you know, it's, it's not... It's a balance of negativity almost. Well, absolutely. And I feel like that, like, uh, one thing I always try to remember is that pain is in cessation. You know what I mean? So, like, just as much as you can say something feels good and there's something hurts, you know what I mean? It's uh, the same spectrum of the of uh, one, one scale. You know what I mean? And so it's an extremist spectrum. You know, pain is the utmost not want. Yeah, you know what I mean? Completely try to avoid it, no matter right, what. Exactly. You may, and if you're into pain, well, that's not you. Really... You avoid pain to the point where you're fucking afraid of it. Yeah, for sure. And that's even probably what people that find pleasure in pain probably like the fear of it. It's still a fear-based fucking scale. And, and so, like, uh, what I what I would say is that maybe our biggest task would be to conquer our fears and to challenge our own minds. Yeah, and that's fucking scary to do that. Well, I think one of the greatest ways we can do that is to consider the opposition. That is the most challenging thing to do in life. Yeah. Is to try to understand how is my enemy right? <laughs> in what ways? In what ways is my enemy right? Yeah. Sometimes know, they believe they're right. They obviously believe they're like, right. Like um today, the fucking the the person we've been dealing with doing fucking dumb shit at work. That was actually probably one of the biggest kick in the balls we did not talk about. And it was a great example of somebody that believes they're right. It was not even our kick in the balls. It was our homie got kicked in the balls in front of us. (laughs) We were involved. Yeah. (laughs) I was trying to deflect the balls, but honestly, it was just sad and painful. Let's just give you a little bit of backstory on that. Um, it's a great story, actually, I'm, and I'm sure our homie wouldn't mind us fucking talking about it. Either. I own a tattoo shop, and sometimes you have disgruntled clientele, and it's a very sensitive subject because tattoos are permanent. I don't know if you knew that or not. But <laughs> they don't rub off. They don't just go away, and it turns out that this lady wanted her Smurf to be 
purple and orange, but didn't tell anybody at all orange. that she wanted the purple and orange Smurf. She told him after the tattoo was done. Um, and so she came in. Uh, she showed us a completely different picture of Papa Smurf. And I, I so I, to give also more background, I fucking helped run the tattoo shop throughout the day. I like, uh, I guess, counter guy, shop guy. Um, doorman. Doorman, whatever you want to call it. Um, I deal with the fucking crackheads and the crybaby artists. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, this lady came in and she had this fucking tattoo. First of all, her hands were gross. She smelled like cigarettes. Her feet were gross. Her feet were grosser. She, she, we know that because she took her shoes off during the fucking tattoo. Um, and so she showed me a picture of Papa Smurf. She said, this is what I want, but I don't like the pose he's doing. I don't like his arms. I don't like his legs. I don't like his face. Yeah, I don't like his so face. I said, uh, why don't you find a picture of Papa Smurf that you do fucking like? Because you just showed me like exactly what you don't want on Papa Long Smurf. Long story short, she got the tattoo that she picked... With and blue and red color. It's a scientific fact, ladies and gentlemen. Smurfs are blue and red. They're fucking blue and Unless red. Unless you obviously. ask for otherwise prior to the tattoo, then yeah. we'll do a fucking... We'll do a green and purple Smurf. I like ma- magenta and teal. Yeah, yeah. I like a mauve Smurfs. All mauve. I don't like any difference between the hats and the pants and the skin. Did you say mauve? Mauve. It's a color, I think. I think it's mauve. I, th- I thought it was mauve. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Is it mauve? It's mob. Oh, my ex-wife is just a dumb bitch. <laughs> That's where I got that from. Uh, all right. Anyways, so... I'm sure that lady was probably somebody's ex-wife. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he wasn't super happy either. But so then she comes back today, the next day after getting oh, the tattoo. Oh, Jesus. Open, I open the door and I see her and she's just... That's <sighs> part of the day. <sighs> fucking huffing and puffing and snarling at the fucking door. It's, okay, so a 50-year-old white woman... Um, I, I asked him today. I said, "What do you? What do we call a white trash Karen?" And I said, "A, a, a Carolyn." A Carolyn. It's a Carolyn. A stinky white trash Karen. And she goes, "Guy, can I talk to the owner?" I said, "Oh man, it was." He had just walked in. I hadn't even put his shit down. I had I had a fucking joint in my hand and a fucking <laughs> my meal prep for the day. I didn't put any of it down because I was kind of so eager to talk to this lady, honestly. Not that I enjoy conflict. Yeah, you're kind of looking forward to some... I, yeah, sometimes I... Sometimes it's pretty fucking funny. I, I, I hate to say it, but I'm sort of a devil's advocate. You know what I mean? For sure, for sure. But that's kind of the fun part is to kind of see where things go. You know what I mean? And uh, uh, I'm not, I'm not going to go into it too much. I defended my artist who did a great tattoo. He fucked it up on purpose! Yeah, this, this, as I told her, I was like, he did not. He Ma'am, did not. Did you explain to him that you wanted the that you wanted the colors orange and purple? On he a lied. He lied. He lied. <laughs> he did it on purpose, which oh, we have no way to benefit and gain off of fucking tattoos up. In what world does she think that we're we going to sit there and laugh at her about the, the wrong color Smurf? No, we're now we're sitting there there and laughing at her because she came back and acted like a fucking crazy this person. This is the funny part is like it goes back into the whole like self where you're like you are you actually people believe this. You're like they're like he did it on purpose because he didn't like me. We don't give a fuck about you. We don't know you. Yeah, we deal with your stinky ass fucking feet when you kick your shoes off and fucking... We dealt with you fucking being kind of a pain in the ass anyways. Well, we were all lovely to her, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. To almost all clients or prospective clients. Yeah, we were very respectful people, but long story with that, just, you know, yeah. 
I, it was pretty brutal to see my homie get <laughs> have to deal with that. You know what I mean? Oh god, that was a fun way to start. Fun way to start the day today. But yeah, pain, pain is what that is. And so, what, the reason why we brought that up is that lady, in her mind, she's speaking her truth, oh, her true, wholehearted yeah. truth. She genuinely believed that he fucking derailed that tattoo on purpose. When we know for a fact that's not the truth. Just because your truth is your truth, it doesn't necessarily mean you're right. I've always been told there's three sides to the truth, dude. There's there's your side, the other party side, and the actual unbiased truth. Because no matter what, your subconscious brain is going to fucking put some kind of bias slide on the fucking situation. No matter what situation you find yourself in. Which is a great segue to the next thing is like, who are we losing this battle to? Yeah. Okay? And I can say the conspiracy-minded thing that uh, you know, we have these globalists and, you know, Bill Gates and everybody's trying to vaccinate and, you know, the deep state is, you know, trying to undermine the U.S. Like, which started a long, long, long time ago. Or we could say that the who is maybe ourselves and that we are victims of our own identity and the things that we create in our own mind. For sure. I know that's probably the biggest thing that's inhibited me from doing a lot of the shit that I've wanted to do or that I know I should do in my life is my own fucking, okay, what is this person going to think about it? Or even what if I fail? Absolutely. The the culture that's around us, the community that's around us, you know, and a lot of these things, like this is uh, our our self-image that we create, you know what I mean? one thing. Hollywood and you know the uh, the culture of fa- famedom, you know. And yeah, like, absolutely. Uh, One they, thing for sure that I've that I've kind of thought about too is you know I got out of the army and I try to try to like okay well I'll start school this year okay well now I've been out two years and I'm like fuck if I start school this year then I'll be 27 when I get a degree that's fucking sucks but then I'm like oh wait I have to put it into perspective and be like oh if I don't go to school in four years I'll be 27 regardless and I'll be 27 without a degree regardless <laughs> so it's like okay you're gonna get there so it's like you might as like what it's never too late to fucking start doing the things that you yourself has always kicked yourself in the fucking nuts for like d- fucking just do it just well, shut the fuck up and do it to, to me like this is this is something like I've been you know because I've been thinking so much like how do you make this difference blah 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 you know what what is gonna go on I think I came to like kind of an, almost an epiphany. Is like, who's doing this to us? Is it you know these people? Is it, is the deep it state? Is it is your it, family? Is it, is it your naysaying friends? Is, or is it your fucking self? You know what? And this is my kind of conclusion: is who cares? Who yes. fucking cares? Who's doing it to us? You know what I mean? Like it wouldn't matter if it was uh, my grandmother or if it was fucking uh, you know. Truman from like, the past, <laughs> or if it's fucking, a Smurf lady we had to deal with all fucking day today. Exactly, it wouldn't matter because the, the the real thing is is the the problem is still there. You know what I mean? And there is some sort of level of it where you have to accept responsibility on a personal level, uh, or you will never ever be able to solve the problem in itself. And it's absolutely, so much harder said than done. And this is a lot of this fucking what we're talking about is us talking to each other and bouncing these ideas off and just fucking trying to find that balance in our own lives and, and I'm not saying that I fucking have that shit down to a science whatsoever because I fucking well the coolest part is we're flawed you know what I mean yeah like, absolutely we're, we're not supposed to get it right you know what I mean like yeah. the, uh, just like I tell my kids all the time is that you're gonna fall down a thousand times before you get up and do it right falling is the lesson Failing is the lesson. I mean, that's a whole... The metaphor with with fucking, like, you know, like, jujitsu, for example, is uh, 
you have to get tapped out at least 10,000 times before you become a black belt. Literally, <laughs> literally, pain is the greatest teacher. Yeah. Hey, don't do that anymore. So what? Whoa. So what? Are we supposed to feel good about our pain? I mean, there's some pain you should feel good about. I think if you're into that, but I, I just, that could just be me fucking harping on being. It go, well, it goes but. a lot similar to the way of like the pain is the same scale of pleasure. It's just the opposite end of the same thing. It's just yeah. sensation. You know what I mean? And um, one thing that I think that kind of ties into it is that self pity feels good. Fuck yeah, it does. Why? Why is it on the news all the time? Yeah. Because we need to think of some way to say, I am important in myself. These feelings are valid, which, and they're, most of the time they fucking are. Well, they're, they're using fear to create that, you know what I mean? And, and the fear is the main motif that they're uh, driving to be able to, uh, to say, hey, you're important. If you feel fear, you're feeling something real. You are valid. Yeah, you know I mean? absolutely. And then so basically it's almost like the, the, the media, uh, could be said, is running off of some sort of like narcissism in the American culture of us being uh, obsessed with ourselves, I mean, look at, look at, our self-importance. Especially like like one like one example I like to give always is, is unfortunately my mom was the kind of mom where she saw the one news article about somebody put one razor blade in a fucking candy bar ten years ago and then for years and years and years wouldn't fucking let us eat Halloween candy until she fucking dug through all of it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then they prey on people. I don't want to use the term simple-minded people because these are people that can have completely complex ideas on everything else. They're just a little bit more subjugated to follow party lines or follow uh, media. Uh, and it's it's, it's it's also just really easy to get wrapped up in, especially if you are a compassionate person too. Right. Well, I think that's maybe something that they're playing on is that is your uh, compassion, is your heart, is your your sympathy and empathy for others. That's why it's so easy to use fear to is uh, a method to control is because the truth it's based in love, but at the same time, the, the biggest fear is that you're going to lose your loved one. And in all honesty, if these riots are something of a deeper level of control, all they did was play off sympathy and empathy. If you know the story of everything with George Floyd, or if you've seen the video or any of it, you can't help but be sympathetic and empathetic and feel goddamn fucking terrible for him and all the police harassment and the fucking the social construct that we have in, in order to, to the way that there are disenfranchised people based off their skin color in our nation. You can't help but to, I worry about my fucking black friends, dude. I worry about my, my black friends about what happens if he gets pulled over. And you know, you see these videos of, of people doing absolutely nothing wrong and still being systematically fucking killed for the color of their skin. And it's they they that's one thing that they've used to feed into all of this and to feed into the divide and the separation of all of us is our sympathy and our empathy and our fucking compassionate nature as people. The fear that that we have is. Are we really that ugly? You know what I mean? Are, as, a, as a culture, and you know what I mean? The, and the fear that they're using is, yes, you are. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. look in the mirror. It's right you here. You are this ugly. And, and I feel like that there is a, a part of that that is actually not true. You know what I mean? And I feel like that maybe the, uh, the way to circumcede that or may transcend or rise above it, same thing we said last week. Stop fucking talking about it. Yeah, really. So on that note, I think we're gonna uh, to stop talking about the riots is necessarily uh, 
You know, because there's obviously it's going on in America. It's almost literally, it's literally the only thing that anybody going on around the world. The only thing that anybody talked about. Yeah, yeah, crazy. You can't avoid it, and and we felt like we couldn't fucking avoid it either. And and then you know, um, but I I, I, uh, attended a peaceful protest, and I I agree with with the methodology, or I agree with the. The reason why it's happening, but I, I love any kind of thing that somebody does with a, a true heart. Of course, especially anti-authoritarian, and that's, that's that what just the fuck we fun. live for, dude. Yeah, that makes it a lot funner, I love to sure. kick some shit over, but especially for a good reason. But let's just. But are we like saying at that point? Are you playing into it? You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, like, that's what I feel like that the biggest thing I've learned too is like let, to to move on and go to a different place than the riots. You like if you want to you want to stop the riots. Stop fucking rioting. Maybe maybe do something different. Maybe stop putting your attention into it. You know what I mean? If you want the uh, if you want the enemy to go away, maybe you should ignore the enemy. Focus on yourself. Mm-hmm. Focus on what you can do for yourself. Uh, and and I think one of the things that we thought was really a funny way to uh, equate to this is a bad girlfriend. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the uh, the more energy you put. Into this bad girlfriend. Yeah, this like, bad breakup. She's, you know, you're fucking. Everybody's like, everybody. It's a pretty fucking. It's, it's a pretty universal feeling to have your goddamn heart broken. Oh uh, yeah. It, it, it's like you're fucking all you can think about. That's that's the same thing with that self pity we're talking about. It's like it feels good to wallow in that pain. And that's you know why. I mean? That's why you fucking break up with a bitch, and it's two months later, and you still haven't unfollowed her on Instagram, and now you see. Oh, she's fucking that dude now? She's like, I bet you she's putting his dick in her mouth. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's like, bro, all you have to do is just unfollow her. Yeah, if you were if you were to put the same amount of energy that you know that you have in and seeing what your girlfriend is doing into, you know, maybe going out and getting yourself laid instead. You wouldn't give a fuck what she's doing. Yeah. Who gives a fuck? You know what I'm saying? You're getting your dick wet, you know what I'm saying? Like you don't need <laughs> you know what I mean? You're, not worried about that. If nothing you else, fuck, dude. nothing else, you're gonna post it on your Instagram, so maybe she'll see it. Yeah, <laughs> fuck that bitch. <laughs> but uh, you know, all those things, all those things are conditional beliefs, and um, I, I really believe that. Uh, I, I was kind of thinking about this this week too. Is that you know, throughout history, we've had these things called virtues, and all the way up until very very recently. The virtues of humanity have been things that have been like honor, honesty, uh, integrity, lo- loyalty, duty, discipline, selfless service. Yeah, I'm I mean, even quoting some of the army values. Those are some of the core army values. Honestly, it's pretty fucking easy to come up with them because they are so innate. They're almost archetypes in in ourselves because we have spent the last like you know like five thousand or plus more years developing them, developing them in ourselves, and then all of a sudden. We have all of these new beliefs put into ourselves. I mean, these beliefs are given to us by the media, by, you know, all these other things. And obviously, I feel like that it's part of some agenda that is meant to break down the morality of mankind so that we are easier to control. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. I don't know if you can hear right now, but... uh, Len is pissing into a dog bowl in the corner right now. I just, uh... He's got a baby bladder. Yeah, we're having a really good point. I don't want to disrupt it. I just... Honestly, he has reason to. Uh, I'm sure we'll get into the that one day, too, but... Yeah. The military fried his bladder, so I'm sure that's another, like, kick... Mostly in the prostate, but it affects it all. Prostate, balls, they're kind of related. The balls and the Ball, butt. Ball, bladder, prostate. Yeah, um, they're pretty similar location, but... 
Yeah. In case you heard that trickling noise. <laughs> My bad. No, it's great. We're cool. We're still active. Also, we like to drink beer. And uh, especially when we do this, it helps, you know, loosen the inhibitions and everything. But, um, yeah, we're back. Sorry. Studio Live. I'm back on the mic. <laughs> Anyways, sorry to interrupt the insightful, positive shit you were saying by pissing in a dog bowl in my guest bedroom. I value it. Those are the values I believe. Is this like, is what happens in the ball pit, right? <laughs> well, I mean, honestly, I feel like it's a very like attractive quality to be able to be comfortable enough with yourself to you know piss in a room and uh, let people hear it audio like. <laughs> I hope ten million fucking people hear it. I got nothing to hide, dude. Look, it is what it is. I'm ready to fucking uh, keep addressing the fucking issues that we're talking about because I think oh, that absolutely. what we're talking about is is it, we start with these dumb metaphors, right? With this whole ball thing. We get it. It's fucking goofy. It's silly. But it's fucking real and it makes sense, right? Uh, also, like, we're fucking fallible fucking real people. I fucking just pissed in a dog bowl. We're not even... I, I don't even want to say we're right about the, shit. I think that the, maybe our ignorance and our failure is actually... Our greatest assets, you know what I mean, and that's what I was talking about with these like these virtues. One of the biggest things that has been lost is the fact that we it's okay to be flawed. It's okay to be a, a, a whip, a work in progress. You know what I mean? Like it's it's okay. I've never heard that. What a whip? Whip work in progress? Whip. Why are you saying that? Whip. <laughs> no, yeah, it's a it's a it's a it's a slab term. You, you know, know what I mean? What, uh, like a car. You know what a. Uh, um... You know what WAP stands for? You know what they used to call Italians back in the day? Ethnic slurs for... I think European European ethnic slurs are super funny. Yo, a wonky old penis? Uh, a WAP is without papers. Without... That's why they call you greasy fucking WAP. I, I just did a 23 and me. I'm 33% Sicilian or something. It doesn't fucking matter anyways. And we can make fun of white you can, people. You can, say, you can say the WAP word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guinea, WAP, uh, Dago... Greaseball, all of them. <laughs> yes, without papers. I said it. I called somebody a WAP, and I was with this girl from Philadelphia one time. She's like, "People used to call my grandpa that. Do you know what it means?" And she told me, and I googled it and checked out. I was like, "I don't give a fuck about your grandpa. There's a reason why you're from Philadelphia, you dumb bitch." Well, I love all these like old like uh, like the the ancestry of foul language. You know what I mean? Like yeah. like fuck. You know what I mean? Fornication under consent of the king. Which I had no idea until last week you fucking told me that. Oh, no shit? Yes. Yeah, and that's the coolest part is like, why was it so absurd? It was because it was offensive to all the religious people. They were like, I can't believe... Fornication it. under the consent you, you can, of the you king. Can, you can literally buy adultery. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's... I mean, think about it. We, we Italian, talked about it before. The Catholic Church fucking used to buy absolvents or whatever they called them where you could pay your way into fucking heaven, which is super fucked. And that which which are all things that destroy true virtues. So Absolutely. I feel like that maybe like the corruption is what destroys the virtues, and that's like maybe the methodology. I think of, it's or, um, organized authority is is what leads and breeds for construction like that. The Catholic Church, are, the and, police state, now our politicians. I think that that's actually a pretty fucking. Yeah, fair. for sure. But the thing about it, go back to what we just said is. Who fucking cares? <laughs> At the end of the day. Yeah, who, who, it doesn't really matter who's doing it. The ma- what matters is that we're feeding into the bullshit and allowing that to be that. If you if you don't if you don't do that, how about this? Develop your own virtues. Yeah. That is probably way, way, way more difficult 
then studying some and defining what you know your your place in that. And and, and honestly, and, and the hardest thing to do is to live within those those archetype fucking virtuals, like you said. Um, you know, with with uh, honesty, sometimes it's really fucking hard to be honest. You might not be straight up lying to somebody, but withholding certain information in in a situation because you don't want to hurt somebody's feelings or you don't want to fucking you know feel their wrath or anything like that. I, th- I think the hardest thing to be honest about is like when I'm alone. You know what I mean? Whenever I'm who am alone. I? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. What, what do I want? Can I can I be content to actually not really want that much? Why do I want this? Am I a piece of shit for wanting this? What is the, what or or who is it? Who am I hurting by fucking potentially wanting it? And that applies to so many different situations. Yeah, and that's the whole thing. They they or like the association of guilt for something uh, personal. You know what I mean? Like today, I bought myself a shirt. And I'm like, and I was like, oh my god, I can't believe I spent thirty five dollars on a shirt. It, it was, was a super rad shirt. To, to me, to me, I thought you were going to say sixty. It was super worth it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. To me, that spending thirty five dollars on a shirt is stupid. You know it wasn't I mean? a t shirt though. It was a fucking super a, rad Hawaiian my, my shirt. My wife said the same thing. She's like, why? Was, why do you feel guilty about buying yourself something I mean, nice? You can wear that to an upscale, like a, a luau, a, a luau, or like a <laughs> like a. Um, you know, like you can wear that out, and that's it's a casual shirt. You could wear it to like a a, a, a what do they call it? Not casual, formal, casual. To be very definitive, casual. just so you get a picture in your mind. Half of the shirt is a Hawaiian shirt. The other half is a different Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> <laughs> it so, sounds so dumb. To get you a good, good clear so picture of what it might look like. It sounds so dumb. I love it. I, I'm really it's happy. Actually, it's actually the first thing I said to you was like, "Do that." What the fuck? That's but, a sweet shirt. But why do we feel guilty for making ourselves better people? That's one of those conditional beliefs that is like you, a, a put on us. I feel the same way. Like fucking Taylor, my old lady, she spends so much money on dumb shit all the time. She'll spend two, three, four hundred dollars on dumb shit a week, and I'll fucking spend. $30 on something productive for myself and I'm trying to justify it where I mean maybe it's just the, the the way I grew up versus the way she grew up or the way people grow up is I can't justify spending money on extra shit a lot of the times even if it is productive shit well I, I feel like you know, I, I know I always I'm conspiracy minded I don't know you know what I'm saying but I believe that that is something that's been like that, that embedded imp- implemented that was something that was like started in say like the uh, the uh, 60s uh, of of it being like you know what you don't need to uh, be proud of yourself you actually need to hate yourself in some sort of way kick yourself in the balls hate yourself know? enough to where you can't rock these sweet K Swisses and you only like yourself if you're rocking Chuck Taylors baby that was 1960 well, in a not, not like that it's like what it, what it really means is like if you don't buy this you're not gonna be good enough yeah you know what I mean? and, which I mean I fall into that all the time and so it's like they're almost using guilt. Is a, a way of like manipulating the market, you know? For sure, for sure, for sure. And I think that um, a lot of that, especially in the last 10, 15, 20 years, for sure, has gone way through the roof where everything is marketing. Everything is like that. There was, um, you know, there's a lot of people that fell off from, from like the rap industry that were the biggest rappers in the world up to like 15 years ago where they literally were just like, I think, I mean, there's interviews with, um, not to, to side him on a lot of stuff because I don't agree with a lot of the stuff he does say personally. But Lil Wayne was like, the reason why I fucking stepped out of rapping is because they were offering me tons and tons of money to talk about these certain products in my song. 
and I didn't want to fucking do that. I didn't want to be controlled. Where now you see all every single fucking rapper, all they're doing is promoting. It's kind of it's the culture. Promoting fucking. It's, it's, that's what I'm saying. Like even 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 in rapping in itself is a great way to show what we're talking about the virtues of rap have changed. Look at what it came from. It, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was such a positive myth. It was a message. it was a voice to a community that didn't have a voice in oh, a lot absolutely. of ways for you know a mean? long time. And, and, and now and now it can be people. very very self destructive. Now it's all, all it is, and I even like a lot of new rap. Even oh, a lot it. of the shit we're talking about, I love a lot of the new rap. I want to hear booty, Big Booty Hoes. Yeah, yeah fucking, like, I want to hear, like, talk about fucking disgusting, hilarious things. But it's, a lot of it is just bragging. It's just a dude standing in front of a microphone bragging for two and a half minutes. Self-indulgent. And some of, some of the times I'm like, yeah, this is tight. Like, you know, they're, they're, I don't know. You're, you're empathizing at that point, and you're, like, putting yourself in that, and you're like, you know what? I'm a badass. You know what I mean? Like, and that's, that's where the virtue lies at. It's like, like, I, uh, dudes are like, I dropped 10 pan, bands in the Gucci store. You push in a car that you can't even afford. I'm like, I'm, like, singing along. Meanwhile, I really can't afford my car. I'm the guy when you're, like, saying me and you in these, like, scenarios – I'm like singing along that's to these why songs. It's so I'm like, relative. Oh wait, I'm the fucking whack dude. Well, that's, that's why it's so in relative. Is, you, you don't want to feel that. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying you'd much rather feel like that. <laughs> that song kind of makes you feel good for sure. You, you know don't even I mean? have to buy the products they're advertising to be living inside of that moment. And so at that point, the the uh, you're living in a lie a little bit. You know what I mean? A little and bit for sure. And that's for sure, it, for sure. But it feels so good. Yes. That's what same way like don't want that self pity feels so good. You know what I mean? Singing fucking lyrics about fucking trapping them while I'm on my way to my fucking job. It's self-validation. Honestly, <laughs> it's all it really is doing is you're just saying like, man, like I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I'm, you know. What that I mean? was me being a punk kid and listening to all these Sham '69 and Smash yes. the System music, and then being in the fucking army. Man, you know, like there, fuck. You know how much I hated myself sometimes putting on that uniform. But you also know how <laughs> proud of myself I've been for putting on that uniform. It's such like a dichotomy, fucked up, twisted thing where like the inner punk kid in me is like, no, why are you doing this? And then the rational adult me is like. Oh, because you were homeless. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? You're like, I might die if I don't do this. I actually, actually kind of have to do. What the fuck else <laughs> am I gonna do? <laughs> That's awesome, man. <laughs> I think we all kind of find ourselves in that situation of like this this paradox of like, uh, well, why am I doing something I hate? You know what I mean? And like, and then at that point, you feel helpless. You know what I mean? And like, like there's so many people that I talk to that just fucking hate their jobs. You know oh I mean? yeah, 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 and they're, yeah, they're yeah. like it's literally the bane of their existence. I've been that dude for several times in my life. Yeah, and you know, it's like, well, why are you? You know, you have nobody really to uh, to put the responsibility on but yourself. And which is true because I mean, also, not everybody you don't start at the same fucking level playing field, and it's not as easy for some people as it is for others. But at the end of the day, well, there are options. I feel like it's a very, very much similar uh, idea as substance abuse. Like the, the idea is we're escaping pain rather than I don't know cho- nothing about substance abuse. It's, it's rather than <laughs> choosing to fucking like deal with it and like be honest about it to ourselves. What we're choosing to do is feel good and forget for a little while. Yeah, absolutely, it, it feels much, sorry much to, better. Sorry, to I, 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 I love, I love it. You know what I mean? Like, feel good and forget for a little while. That's dude. it. You know what I mean? That's why we. That's uh, that's one of the reasons I, what I do. I get home from work, and I love to watch TV because I, I can zone out. Yeah, and it's it, I, you know I don't feel like that. There's probably many people in America who can say anything much different. You know what I mean? And like, like, you know, one thing it, like, dude, something bad happens to me. One of the first things, like, even though I don't say it out loud, one of like my fucking brain instantly goes, "Oh, it's not a big deal. You'll drink about it later." 
Not you'll think about it, but eh, I'll drink about it, or I'm gonna I'm gonna go home and drink about it, which you're is not saying, a healthy way which, to. Cope. Which means I'm not gonna think about it. Yes, you mean literally means I'm gonna dissolve that. From That's my like, mind dude, like right now. how many times I'm going to ignore there's it. There's probably been several times where you've come up to me and told me I'm like, you want to drink about it. You're like, oh, this sucks. Da, 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 da. I'm like, yeah, you want to drink about it? Like, what? Do, what do you want to do? You want to go fucking drink 14 beers and then rant in your fucking garage? For I 10 would hours? have to say that. Um, Not that, that it's a good thing to do that. Well, you know, the thing that I get out of it that is actually quality that really, really means something is that um, because I considered you a friend, you truly helped me with it. You know what I mean? Your intentions are so well put. That despite the fact that I'm drinking myself to a fucking mental oblivion, <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> I still gain some sort of like solace because you have told me that you care, and it healed me in some there's, way. It, it, there's it still some venting. Me. There's still some healing process. There's still some some level of being feeling like you've been hurt. Right. Absolutely. And um, so. You know, I, I really feel like the, the first thing they really do is like that we really, 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 really we can do is stop ignoring our pain. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like stop being fearful of your pain. That's what we talked about last time too is, is that fucking growth and progress, it's uncomfortable. The exact analogy I made last week when we were talking was growing pains when you're a kid. So, so how hard is it to be grateful for your pain? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, is that like, probably the most difficult thing in the world to do is to try to fucking, like, say, thank you, pain, for giving me something that some, I have to fucking conquer now. Some insight or something that I have to... You're forcing me to... Fa- it's the same thing with fear and pain, how they equal, they're equal to each other. Is It's painful to face things, but you're... A lot of the times... Why you're afraid to face things is because you're afraid you're afraid to do better to face things because you know it's going to be painful to fucking look it eye to eye and identify the problem, which a lot of the times can be your fucking self. Well, how, because, how about this? Why, why are we resentful to our parents? I, I mean, this is a broad, broad, broad thing. There's a lot of people who have much reason to be resentful of the parents. I got a few. But the biggest reason I feel like people are resentful to their parents is because they fear becoming them. Oh, for sure. You know for what I mean? Sure. And it's almost like they blame their parents for the actions that we have. Sure. Rightfully so. You know what I mean? Like yeah. They're the ones who teach us how to act. You know what I mean? But um, is is that lesson not maybe something that teaches us how to act? There's a lot of things that I learned from my parents uh, to teach me by example of, oh, I'm not going to do that. 100%. You know what I mean? For sure, for sure, for sure. And, and like, you know, the, the, the process of coming to an understanding of that may be extremely painful, but the, uh, the outcome is something so much greater. And also, people hold parents in, like, this, this, this like, godlike situation when they're still, in a lot of times, trying to figure shit out themselves. Because life, yeah. you never have shit figured out. No matter how much you might think the guy next to you has shit figured out, you don't fucking have it. You don't know what the, you don't know what the fuck somebody's dealing with mentally. And you know for a fact that there's something that they're fucking stressed out about, too. I, and it's, that, I don't know. That's, I, feel, I feel like, they, you know, my parents are probably... Uh, as big a piece of shit as I am now, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. When I, when I, and, and I and now am I, I, now I'm a parent. I, am I an immaculation? Imac, uh, What's um uh, um you know? Um, I think. <laughs> I don't think that's it. Am I an amalgamation? I think. Am I 
the sum of all of my parents' fuck ups put into one thing, or or, or what? Like, is it, I, I think like it's more progressive than that. I feel like that it's probably like uh, your, your parents, your parents' parents failed, and your parents learned from their failures, and then your parents failed, and you learned from their failures, and you know what? Tomorrow you're gonna fail. Dude, do you have you have you heard this whole concept of DNA memory? Yeah, absolutely. You yeah. know where you have certain like memories and experiences and traumas have like it's almost been to the point where I think it's scientifically proven now. Do you know I've changed my DNA? I mean, uh, the but, copious amounts of, of drugs and alcohol. Possibly that as well, <laughs> but uh, this is also arguable by probably everybody else in the world besides me. But, <laughs> but, but, I, but I, <laughs> But I feel like the choices that I have made in my life, like, say, in the past, like, five or six years, have, like, physically changed my body to the point that my own family tells me, you look like a different man. You know what I mean? Uh, is, is it possible to This change? is a gay thing, dude. I didn't chop my dick off, if that was your ass. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's not, it's not that big of a change. Are you... I didn't, like... <laughs> You look different somehow. Yeah. <laughs> you look slimmer around the crotch. <laughs> I lost about... I lost uh, about three half, ounces half, of meat. No, half an ounce. <laughs> <laughs> so you look a little shorter. Uh, a little... Just walking a little lighter. <laughs> a little wonkier, boy. A little yeah. wonkier. But, I mean, honestly, like, I, I feel like that whether it's your DNA changing or whether it's your, you know, the way that you hold yourself or what it is, you know what I mean? Um, the literal changes that you make in your life actually do make perpetual changes in your yourself, in your children. Your community. The community around your you. Your household, I mean? your community. Right, getting back into that is... And, and so, is it so far-fetched to say that by um, developing these life-changing uh, things that, habits or whatever the fuck you want to call it. I, I think it's like even deeper than a habit. I think it's like something that like it's a for real like, virtues. A phys- uh, yes, a for real physical change. Because once you change your mind completely, you are completely chemically altered. And yeah, you know what that like, does? It changes your DNA. You, you know what else changes your DNA? The fucking vaccination that Bill Gates is trying to make. <laughs> oh, sorry. But conspiracy that's, man with to, the conspiracy van to, is back at it. To, to get you're, back, you're, you're, get the van is not on. called the mystery machine. It's now called conspiracy <laughs> van because it sounds so much creepier than the mystery machine. You have to figure out what the mystery is. You know what I'm saying? The conspiracy <laughs> is like something to be figured out. Still, you, know what I mean? like, you got to get inside the van before you can figure out. In you don't what, want to go in, in what the van. way you're in Ladies trouble. Ladies and gentlemen, you don't want to go in the van. <laughs> um, now that we've got back on the conspiracy, let's go to our next topic is the the uh the things to expect after the riots. Food shortages. Okay. Yeah. Um I mean that was something that was coming with COVID anyways. Oh, 100%. It was supposed to, I think it ties more into COVID than the riots itself. No, no. I I I am linking them together. You don't Just, have you don't have to, you know what I mean? But obviously obviously In case you can't do math, motherfuckers, yeah. we'll do it for <laughs> yeah. you. But the food shortages are going to happen, you know what I'm saying? I feel like that it's something that's going to be real real soon. Um hope hopefully I'm wrong and I get to be proven wrong. That would be that would actually be serve me way better is that if I was wrong, but um, serve yeah, 
everyone better. The, the thing, the thing that I would like to try to maybe like do now, especially because this is so theoretical, is like uh, think about if there's going to be food shortages, why not deal with the problem now? You know what I mean? Go plant a garden. Well, I'm trying self sustainability. I'm trying to think. I've, I've been thinking about this. Is obsessing my mind for fuck. I don't know how many years. Is like, how do you end world hunger? It's not by collecting money. Because there's plenty of fucking money in the world. Yeah, yeah. If we just redirected fucking probably what three percent of our defense budget, we could probably end hunger in our fucking country. That's a rough so, estimate. I'm not an economist or. I appreciate right. all these numbers you're dropping. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's scientific fact. I've done the math myself. <laughs> I barely graduated high school. I also barely got out of the army with an honorable discharge. But you should listen to me. It was like a kind of honorable discharge. <laughs> <laughs> I get VA benefits. It counts. <laughs> but, like, honestly, I feel like the... Uh, that maybe the solution to ending world hunger is maybe simpler than we see. Like maybe like uh, what w- the way to um, end world hunger would be to redirect our resources, and you could start that in a very like grassroots way of like how how do you feed the community? You know what I mean? Household community, community to what's one step above that? Um, culture yeah yeah just kind of your like culture, spreads your, off of your that. people your yeah. environment to a, a bigger level and then from there on you know you could take over not take over that's well, well, something that, that me me and uh uh my homie bo talk a lot about is like you say if you were homeless you know what i mean and you wanted to eat for the day it wouldn't take you very much money to eat like a king yeah you know what I'm saying? Like you could. The, the problem is not necessarily that the food isn't there. The, the, there's a bountiful amount of food for everybody. You know what I mean? And um, and if you want more of it, all you have to do is put some seeds in some water. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and literally, you can fucking like generate enough food to feed the entire world. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, the problem is that we choose to put our resources into different places. And uh, I'm specifically talking about myself here when I say this, and that uh, I would, I, I want to learn how to redirect my resources into something that possibly gives more back to myself and the community around me. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's um... hydroponic garden is what I'm talking about specifically for myself, but. <laughs> Hydroponic garden for not for weed. Oh that, no! I genuinely just, thought you were. Talking that's, that's a byproduct, also. I, I would probably. I mean, yeah, it's tight. I, it's I would definitely. Happen. I would definitely for probably sure. grow yeah, weed. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying, but on the other side of that, I mean, I feel like um, I come from a very poor family. Yeah. And one of the things that I, I remember thinking a long time ago is like, there is a way for me to feed my entire family, which struggles getting food. By the way, I don't. I don't know why they get fucking. Plenty of support from the government and like all this other shit. You know what I mean? I mean that's, that's similar shit that I went through growing up for sure. Yeah, and, and but why? Why is relying it on so, government assistance? Yeah, and, why, and why is it so hard to feed ourselves? You know what I mean? And, and I feel like that maybe maybe there's a way for me to uh, to feed my entire family maybe without um, you know dependency on fucking mm-hmm. government agencies or, or, or even charity or even others. money itself. Yeah. Why Why do I need money to make food? You don't. You know what I mean? Like, but we, now we're conditioned. We are whether, conditioned to believe whether that, it's right? by fucking you know the media or globalist or whatever the fuck you think it is, or we even just convenience. You know what or, I mean? Yeah, just the the convenience of modern life. Modern life really is it's not 
conducive to us being fucking animals because at the end of the day we're just slightly smarter animals than other animals but modern life it's, it's, it's not conducive for, for for us to be any other way man like it's 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 this isn't natural it happened naturally but it's it's not a natural progression of, of what the fuck we should be doing it, having like a, a a state or national or global economy is not like let me let me ask you a question where does all food come from uh, I mean the ground the ground yeah, yeah and the sun the ground of the sun like is, yeah, there, yeah. is there literally the ground, anything the sun the rain yeah is there anything literally more abundant I mean even if you're talking about eating meat you know what I'm saying the uh, the protein generates as a plant first, and then the the uh, the uh, the herbivore animals eat it, and then we, we eat the herbivore. Come up, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, but literally all of it comes from something that is abundant to all of us, and all we have to do is uh, nurture it for it to be harvested. Yeah, you know what I mean. You have, if you, if you love it and you give it friggin' um, the things that it needs, so the same things that you do a child. You know what I mean? You nurture it and you give it the things that it needs. It's going to bless you and it's going to give you more than enough of what you need to uh, provide for you, you and your whole tribe. Or if you fuck it up, next thing you know, you get the society that I relate, our, what, what we have now and the system we have now. It's like the same, you, you fuck a kid up, he's going to grow up and he's going he's gonna to kill cats. Bad children. This goes, this? <laughs> this goes back to what we were saying about like the, uh, that's why we're so easily controlled. It's because we're all bad children. We're a society of cat killers, dude. Yeah, we are. We're literally a society of fucking, like, uh, we we talked on this last week. We watch porn on our phones, which I love. I'm not trying to say it's a bad thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we, we fucking, like, uh, drink. I, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to put this on all society. I drink almost every fucking night of my life. You know what I mean? And have for probably... I'd say probably every other every other day heavily, heavily every other day. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like I can literally say for the past twenty years, there's not been much time where I've not drank every single day. I'm 23 since I was 13. The longest I've gone without alcohol is basic training when I was in the army. I went 10 weeks without booze. Outside of that, on my own accord, when I had access to alcohol and without repercussions, the longest I have gone wittingly without alcohol. In ten years, is I think twelve days. That's awesome. It's like it's like super gnarly. It's like a step a day, right there, dude. You can fucking you know what I mean. You're almost you were almost cured. Super gnarly though, like fuck. No, that's terrible, honestly. (laughs) But I can relate. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 for sure. Last excuse me, burping now because I'm no, no. Actually, when I went through my first divorce. I went through 37 days without alcohol because I thought, and, and not for the right reasons either, I got sober because I thought that it could fucking fix the failing marriage that I was in. It, I didn't do it for my own personal you reasons. You trying to fix yourself. I didn't, I didn't do it because now I look back and I realize that the drinking is what led to that happening, the divorce or whatever happening in the first place, but I didn't fix the drinking well, to fix my own let's, problems. Let's, let's talk I, about what led to the drinking. You know what I mean? Other, other than just the... Uh, the misguided conditional beliefs we have, you know, what led to the drinking? I think that, like, I, I know your story, you know what I mean? So I know that you've had a, a very fucked up hard life, you know what I mean? And so basically, like, it's a, it's a coping mechanism, you know what I mean? I, I, th- I, find, I find that I drink because I don't necessarily want to feel. 
And that's very similar to like why I watch TV when I, I want to dumb my fucking brain down. Yeah, for I want to turn it all off. You know what I mean? I, I want to go into Homer Simpson mode, dude. Oh, easily get it. Yeah, that's, that's really like a, a Homer Simpson mode. And then, and then we, you know, we do this for our entire life. Our parents did it their entire lives, so it goes back to this conditional, uh, conditional belief system, conditional virtues that get put on us. Is it any surprise we don't know how to fucking act? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, is is it really any surprise that we struggle to know how to better ourselves? You know, I mean, yeah. I mean, look at like even going back to what I just said. Going to Homer Simpson mode. Look at the fucking TV dads that we're provided with. That they're that's the systematic fucking norm normal fucking way to deal with shit. Is okay. You work a job you fucking hate. You come home. You fucking unplug and you fucking start downing beers. Even us, we work jobs we don't even fucking hate anymore. I fucking love my job. I, I still come home. I still come home and fucking drink I, I, more days out of the week than not. I love my job and I bitch about it constantly. You know yes, I mean? it's yeah. Like, it's almost like it. Almost like it's something that I do as for for pleasure. Yeah, I, I find that sometimes I bitch about my job not because I'm mad about my job. It's because I enjoy bitching about my you job. You want to feel. Like, your feelings are valid. Validation. Same thing that we're getting back with the self-pity bullshit that we talk about because it feels good to pity yourself. Fucking A, man. God damn it fucking does. I love masturbation. Yes! And that's basically... I love masturbating to uncomfortable shit. That's that, that's what I think that kind of maybe that's what it is. It's like we are mentally, uh, like, rubbing ourselves. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I think saying? Like, that a lot of self-pity bullshit <laughs> is probably a big part of that. So, like, like so... What is the solution? You know what I mean? Like, I, you know, you know, what I think the solution is more pain. Because pain equals growth in a lot of ways. And I'm not saying you should start cutting yourself. No, 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 don't. Yeah, by all means, we don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah you don't know, this is like that. maybe a little bit metaphorical. <laughs> but go get on a fucking skateboard and fucking try and find some discipline or BMX bike and slam into yeah, the concrete sure. a you couple times. I mean? like the, go uh, take a boxing class and get jabbed a couple times. Speaking of that, you also did that. Did you? Yeah, get, yeah. Did you um, get hit in the face? No, no, no. Um, so Damn it. I do have a little bit of a background doing like some martial arts stuff, uh, jiu-jitsu and Muay Thai and. Um, and, and, you know, uh, I've seen a dominatrix a couple times in my life. So I'm used to getting choked and, and spit on. But uh, it is what it is. Um, I did kind of roll back into that of like, man, I trained for The dominatrix so or the martial arts? Martial arts. I did get fucked at the end of the lesson, but it was relatively <laughs> consensual. Um, <laughs> no, man, uh, you know, I got back into it and it felt really fucking good. And I'll tell you, for the first time in a very long time, I did that. We, you know, we work Tuesdays through Saturdays. Saturday is my Friday, but I did that on a fucking Saturday night instead of go out and drink. I spent $35 on a fucking, you know, one-on-one fucking kickboxing lesson, and, and I do have a, a little bit of a background in that or whatever, but I spent less than I would have at the bar, I didn't risk getting a DUI, I didn't get all fucking, I didn't feel like shit the next day, and I felt fucking great that whole night. Oh, you, I'm sure that it probably made you feel great. I'm sure that that one action reflected your entire week and, yep. and gave you something to go through. Yep, I'm going back this week. And so, like, I guess, like, what it is is, like, we have to realize is, like... I was uh, in pain doing jump ropes. I was in pain doing cardio at the end. I was... I'm out of shape. Well, that's a... That's, a, that's self-care. You know what I mean? We're, like, literally focusing on ourselves at that point. You know what I mean? And so this is uh, this is the odd identity crisis that we keep finding ourselves in. It's like, we want to give ourselves attention and self-pity, but, but that's self-harming. And... But... It, 
if you want to improve yourself, you literally have to show attention to yourself. Yeah. And, and like, where where do you find that line of like uh, uh, of you you you're being positive and not positive? And I I honestly I I think that at the end of the day, like that was a good way to fucking put that into perspective and sum that up and. I mean, I, I really can't think of any other way to send home that message other than what you just said. All right. Well, yeah. Focus on yourself in a, in a, in a way that's not selfish. Yeah, how, how do you do that? How do you, how do you be uh, selfish without being selfish? <laughs> right? That's the ultimate question. We don't have the answers. Well, it's, it's what it is. It's a, it's a paradox. And, I, and I, what, I, what I find um, is that it starts locally. You know what I mean? And uh, wrestling papers. Like what? What that really, really, really means is like, how are my actions affecting myself and others around me? You know what I mean? Seems like an obvious enough statement, but truthfully, it's it's pretty easy to tell whether what you're doing is something that's gonna benefit yourself and those around you, or harm yourself and those around you. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like that, like maybe the um, some of these like issues that we've experiencing socially are probably something that could be um, very similarly dealt with in the fact that if we start uh, on a very grassroots, local uh, way, we could quite literally affect the community around us. The shockwaves, you, you, you can put these shockwaves out and you never know how fucking far they'll travel. Absolutely. You never know how big they'll get and you never know who they'll touch. I feel like that like maybe like uh, one of the things that I would... Like, I feel like that I uh, really, really want to do is start working with the local homeless. It sounds terrible. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's going to suck, dude. It sounds like something I just really, 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 really don't want to deal with. But. They're probably some of the most needy people I know. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I feel like that probably mental illness is one of their biggest problems. And I'm not a doctor, but I know that. You're uh, not? Really? I mean, of sorts, some things. Sorry. You know what I mean. I can I can play doctor pretty good. You know what I mean. Like, I'll get my gloves out if you want me to. You know what I mean. But prostate exams for free at the tattoo shop. Wednesdays right. only. I I'm a seven twenty four seven guy, man. Just fucking you let me know and I'll be there. But for real, let's I, I feel like make an I, impact in your household. Make an impact yeah, in the community. And, and, and like just to go back to like the mental health thing. You know what I mean. I can I can speak from my own personal experience that um, the things that help you are genuine, true care. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like you don't need a doctor when you're mentally insane. You need somebody who fucking gives a shit. Yeah, absolutely. From one crazy person to another, dude. I I completely agree. And some in some cases, you know, medicine can be beneficial and is beneficial and everything like that. But at the end of the day, I know for me and my own legitimately diagnosed several mental health disorders I feel a lot better having three four five beers with my homie and talking and getting it out than I do fucking being on anything I've ever been put on well it's um I feel like that with with like what what's happening in that process of like uh being honest with your friends is you're you're kind of like developing this mental feng shui you know what I mean yeah like feng shui is the the movement of energy from one place to another, not to be too fucking hippie or eastern. You know what I mean? Not that I have a problem with any of those things, but we hate easterners uh, and hippies, obviously. But anything east of the Mississippi. <laughs> 
But, you know, that's actually kind of like, um, if you were to try to think of your mind and your your spirit as some sort of, like, apartment building, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, you walk in the fucking door, and there's your fucking um, table right in the way. It's not going to fucking work, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's going to be, there's going to be obstructions in your life. And uh, the hardest problem that we have is recognizing those obstructions. You know what I mean? And if we don't, if we don't uh, get to, if we don't get to like remove those, then we will always be a victim and trapped by yeah. those obstructions. And you know one I mean? thing that I know for sure is that um, one thing that's helped me is even if it is just your bedroom. So you have roommates, and, and you only have your room as your sol- your your sanctuary. Or if you don't, you have a, a living room or anything like that. One thing that I know is. Play with the lighting in your bedroom. Get some candles. Make your fucking bed in the morning when you wake up. Clean where it is so when you come home from work, you have this like space to where you don't feel cluttered. Because I know what it's like to be depressed and you bury yourself in like a fucking sarcophagus of fast food wrappers and fucking whiskey bottles and beer cans. And it doesn't fucking help. I feel like that's quite literally the uh, one of the most uh, figurative and specifically like literal things that will change your life is to clean your fucking house, man. At least your bedroom where you have a room with solitary and fucking like you have dude, a room where you just you just decompress. Dude, dude, clean your asshole. Pra- yeah. Practice good fucking. Wash high- your balls. Yeah, wash your balls out of it. You know what I'm saying? Be a little bit aggressive with them. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes when you take the loofah, if you got a little itch. And then you scratch the itch, and then the itch moves to the other nut, and the next thing you know, you're spending four minutes in the bathroom, and you're just, like, scratching down on your nuts like they're a goddamn fucking washboard and a fucking bluegrass band. You're not even, you're not even like, cleaning your nuts anymore. You're playing with them. Yeah, you know yeah. What I'm it's, in your eye, yeah, yeah. It becomes a beautiful thing. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, There's a lot of relief in scratching an itch that wasn't really there to begin with. But, yeah, absolutely. And I think that, like, maybe there's progression that comes with it. That allows us to eventually come, you know. Hopefully, <laughs> next like, thing in, you know, you got a Exactly. In, end goal here is to come, right? Like, like mentally, that, physically, uh, come all over your community is what we're trying spir- to do. Spiritually, yeah. Like, Just I'm come trying, on the homeless. I'm literally trying to come on the homeless right now. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm um, trying to give them some spiritual splooge. From what I see, it's actually easier than the. They're pretty easy kind of people. They will. I, I mean, I've jerked you. off a couple of homeless guys. I, I've definitely seen a lot of homeless tits. You know what I mean? I grew up in the San Fernando Valley. I've seen more homeless tits than non-homeless tits. <laughs> well, you're awesome. Well, um, I think that we need to talk about our other last little segment, which is the... Uh, the daily game changers, right? Daily game changers. Just one little reminder you can do. Tiny, to tiny make... things that maybe make things do it different. So, uh, if you don't mind, I'll, I'll take the, the I'll reins. take the, the first step on this. I'll take the reins on this. Sure. One thing that I learned when I was going through fucking uh, basic training when I went through the army, um, you know, they teach you a, uh, they call it a, uh, mental resiliency training, M- MRT, and the one thing a lot of the MRT shit in the army is bullshit. But the one thing that I've always taken into place and taken into perspective that I still do to this day, I used to write it down, which I'm going to get back to that, but I used to write down three good things that happened to me that day. And um, now I think them before I go to bed, almost like a prayer. Um, Whether it's something so simple as um, when I was in basic training, you know, you don't get to eat whatever you want to eat or whatever. And I'd be like, 
oh man, they didn't run out of mustard packets today in the fucking defac, or or you know, um, you know, shit like that. Or um, I was taking a shit today and the toilet paper roll was out, but I reached behind the fucking cabinet and there was another toilet paper roll right there. So think about three good things as little as that, or they can be fucking huge things. They can be super small, super big, and that's one thing that keeps me super thankful at the end of the day is just three good fucking things. You know what's really cool about what you're saying right now is that I, I, I've read a couple of books about like uh, the, the physics of spirituality and that there is actually some sort of relation between um, your, your spiritual attitude. Uh, you know, I'm using spirituality very specific here to gratitude. You know what I mean? For sure. Uh, and that being like maybe a spiritual nature in and of itself. Um, and like, what does that actually do? It actually allows you to uh, succeed way, way, way more. It brings the things that you want closer to you. You know what I mean? Because if you are ungrateful about your circumstance, uh, you will never, ever, ever be able to move out of it. You know what I mean? If you are grateful for your circumstance, it's as easy as taking a step to move into a different place. Yeah. You know what I mean? But but if you're ungrateful, you're trapped. You know what I mean? And Absolutely. so by developing that habit of recognizing the things in life that are given to you that you know, you recognize individually as a benefit are going to be you recognizing your own opportunities for success. And that's, and that's, and, uh, the, you know, the book that I was reading was like literally breaking it down into like the, uh, the structure of the physics of the world. So it was pretty fucking incredible to see, but, uh, it's obvious that it's a very true working order that if you choose to be grateful for what you have, you're going to be uh, rewarded for that uh, universal. For the yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, whether you say it's universally doing it or a perspective making it happen or whatever, it goes back to the same thing. Who fucking cares? It doesn't matter what's <laughs> making it happen. Gratitude will fucking give you a reward. Yeah. And um, I think that, like, one of the things that. I, has inspired me like that you've done is like being interested in bikes because I also am interested in bikes and so now we have like something to do together in that regard you know what I mean but it um I remember seeing you whenever you rode down that that first big hill you know what I mean or seeing BMX, you BMX by the way oh yeah whatever not swims unicycles but <laughs> but you know before the first time you put your little your, your little tiny pegs on a little bit of concrete you it's know? like oh fuck that, that noise it makes it's fucking incredible you know what I mean and, and, and to see like your homie be getting hyped about the same shit you're hyped on you know what I mean it's just it, it, it's it, a fucking something it, that can make your day to day life better as well it, you, it, by, by seeing you uh, be blessed by it or changed by it or benefit by it it benefited me you know what I mean just as a bystander yeah and like that has literally been something that like since this last podcast that I've like try to implement my life on a daily basis is like I'm going to try not only to be nicer to people or whatever but I'm going to try to like penetrate their their own like psyche of this dull boring stupid like mundane day to day ward yeah hard hard oppressed oppressed world that we live in you know what I mean all those things may be true but uh, if you've got a good sense of humor you will always be able to make somebody fucking laugh 
And you know what that has done for me? The 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 ability to like That's carried me the furthest in my life, dude. For this past week to actually see that manifest in a real way and have somebody actually tell me, man, you you actually make me feel a little bit better. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's you get to literally see this like expansion of um, universal happiness. If no, like for a better word, you know what I mean? And that's it, motherfucker. Go out and try to make somebody feel a little bit fucking better. So I'm going to give one last little story about uh, a, something <laughs> I inadvertently tried to do. You know what I mean? Um, that it didn't... I don't know if it's successful or not, but it was very, <laughs> very, very funny to me. And to <laughs> probably all the other 20 people that saw it. I was standing outside of a bar, and obviously I'd been drinking a bit, you know what I mean? And uh, old dude says to... To me, so we're leaving the bar, this dude that I had just met like two days prior to that, uh, we had a party, he was a, uh, my old lady had this fucking girlfriend, this chick friend, and then it was her boyfriend that she came, and so I met him, and he was a cool dude and everything, and we're leaving the bar, and he goes, hey Landon, he goes, uh, have a good night bro, and he goes, oh Landon's homies that I didn't meet. Y'all have a good night, too. And I said, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't introduce myself. <laughs> you know what I did? I went up and I grabbed him by the balls. Literally smacked and grabbed him by the fucking balls. Pretty fucking hard, too. Yeah, yeah. It, it, I, I doubt he'll forget me. You know what I mean? I think I touched that man's life. It was impactful. He touched his, his life and his genitals. He he thanked me for it, honestly. He legitimately thought it was the funniest thing he's ever seen. And the other people around <laughs> him also thought the same. He said, all right, have a good night after you smack this Jesus-looking dude in the nuts. I, and so, like, is that... I, I struggle, like, in, in 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 myself, I struggle, like... Was that a dick thing to do? Am I an asshole or am I being loving? Yeah. <laughs> and I, I don't know, but, you know what I mean? It was pretty fucking funny. I think on that, if you made it to this point, you deserve to turn this off. And, uh... But, like, I think... So, like, um... One of the things I want to like just reflect on before we jet is that you have to stop giving energy to things that are harming you. You know what I mean? Like if if the fucking riots are bothering you, stop fucking watching it. If COVID is bothering you, stop fucking watching it. If your girlfriend is bothering you, stop watching her. St- stop. Yeah, stop listening to her. It's, it's, <laughs> she's probably not saying anything important, anyways. You know what I mean? Uh, but <laughs> my. Uh, Something specific to my own personal life, you know what I mean? That is like, uh, I know that it's harming me. Like, I would say that, like, my biggest, like, harmer right now in life is not all this other conspiracy bullshit that I talk about, you know what I mean? It's not the, uh, it's not the race war that's happening and, like, all the distractions they put on to me. Because, truthfully, that has affected me on, like, next to nothing other than just my Instagram feed. You know what I mean? Which and is what that, people are talking about. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Other than I can't escape it, you know what I'm saying? From just the uh, media feed, you know what I mean? That uh, truthfully, that's a very, very small affecting part of my life because I don't like live most of my life with that in mind. The thing that is like really, really affecting me is uh, I don't know. Do, do I have an alcohol problem? You know yeah. what I mean? And the only reason I ask that is because I say to myself too many times in the morning. I really wish I wouldn't have drank so much. Why the fuck did you do that? Yeah, I drank, you know. Oh, um, why? Why? 
I, I think that like for my, my mornings are generally my most productive times. You know what I mean? I, I I do so much before I go to work. Oh no, I sleep till noon. Yeah, but it, but I, you know I have kids, so my kids fucking wake me up at like seven on the dot every oh, fucking yeah, yeah, day. Yeah. Like you know, like I'm lucky if I get to sleep till eight or eight thirty. You know, that's that's a fucking great day for me. You know what I mean? But um, one of the nights that I the nights that I choose to drink, which are quite fucking often, honestly. Um, more often than not, I, I don't. I don't get that same like uh, benefit from me like being able to take charge in the morning. I've I've literally uh, am weakened by so I'm, I'm you know I'm poisoning myself in some sort of regard. And uh, the thing about it is, is I don't want to stop drinking. You know what I mean? No, me neither. I mean, I, I I've had my own problems with it as well. Um, it's, it's it's been probably the biggest factor to most of the ongoing problems in my life, um, and I, there have been times where it's been worse than others, and I've learned to to minimize that. But it's it's such a reactive thing, and I, I feel like I'm so preconditioned to that. Like I said, like we said earlier, is hey, yeah, you want to drink about it? This happens. Absolutely, you want to drink about it? Yeah. And I I wonder like how much is that like. Uh, one of the things I wonder is like, is the problem that I only see things in black and white? Should, is it that I should either stop drinking or not drink? Or is it that I'm not focusing on the right goal? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, maybe there's a goal that is like, doesn't even have anything to do with alcohol in the first place. No, you know what I mean? It's very yeah. similar to the whole like uh, COVID and, and riot thing is like, Maybe I am putting my energy into something and that's why it's a problem. And if I can divert my energy into something different, maybe I will learn to tackle it by the balls. By the fucking balls, brother. And with that, I think um, I think we'd like to show a little bit of ourselves. We'd like to show a little bit of our balls when we talk. I will let you see all of the blue spectrum. Dude, all three of them, man. Mm-hmm. Between the two of us. Do the math. It's <laughs> fucked up. But with that, man, um, I think we're about ready to call it. And thank you. Thank you for listening if you are. Balls out. Balls out.